Well, good morning, church. If there's a lot of noise over here, it's just my family. Ignore them. They're big, they're loud, and they're crazy. But man, how about that worship service, y'all? Man, it's so awesome. I can't think of a better picture of life change than baptism. If you haven't been around uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been kind of hitting on our series. Oh my gosh, I forgot to introduce myself. We're family. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Hunter Wood. I'm an intern here at Temple Baptist Church. Um, I'm really excited to bring you all the word today. Um, I am a student at Texas Baptist College, which is the undergrad program at Southwestern. And uh, man, I love serving Temple and I love here, being here. I'm so thankful that Doug uh, gives me an opportunity to preach here every once in a while. Um, and so, like I said, let's jump into things. Um, I'm really excited. Um, especially after that awesome service uh, of worship, guys. Um, but like I said, we are kind of uh, restating our core values and really, really hitting on those core values. Um, so the past couple of weeks, uh, we've been kind of highlighting our uh, some one phrase that we typically say here is, know God, love God, share God, and connect with others. Uh, another one that we like to hit on is, uh, temple exists to guide people to life change in Jesus Christ. And obviously, I'm talking about that life change today. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, Garrett uh, spoke on the importance of community, and that's that connect part. And then uh, Greg came, and he shared an awesome update about Dominican, as well as the share God. And then last week, uh, Lance did a phenomenal job of restating our core value of connecting with each other. Um, and if you weren't here for last week, I would really encourage you to go watch Lance's especially. He knocked it out of the park, and I'm not just saying that because he's my father-in-law now. So, you know. <laughs> Brownie points or brownie points, man. I'll take it. But this morning, we're going to be walking in the tension between knowing God and loving God so that we may embrace life change in Jesus Christ. Temple exists to guide people to life change in Jesus Christ. This is not make much of temple. This is make much of God. It is through knowing God that we will begin to love God and growing in that People begin to embrace life change. Life change is a slow and steady pace. Um, and I, I couldn't help but tear up watching Ethan, uh, Ethan lead us in worship today. Um, and Jackson getting baptized. Um, when I first became a small group leader in TSM, uh, those were the two boys that I had to tell shut up every two minutes. Um, and now I don't want them to stop talking. Um, and sometimes I do have to tell them to shut up in small groups. Um, if you want more of that and you have complaints about that, send it to Connor over there. He's kind of the chief of police in our small groups. But, man, life change is possible, y'all. And it's only through the grace of God. Um, and this idea is kind of along the lines of sanctification, if you will. Um, and in that, it's simply the definition is being guided by God and growing and becoming more Christ-like. Um, it's not something we do alone, and you'll hear tones of community in my uh, message today. And again, like it, it's important. We can't do this alone. There's a reason why Temple exists, because we exist to guide people to life change. And the reason why Temple is Temple is because we want to do it together. Um, we have the awesome opportunity to not just do it alone. We get to do it with each other. So, that being said, uh, community groups are starting soon, so hop in those. Um, but here's the thing. If you've been around on earth for any time and you've met people, you recognize that people are broken. And if you know yourself, you know that you are broken. 
And the only way that sanctification is possible, the only way that life change is possible is because his mercies are new every morning. Every morning before I hit the ground, my feet hit the ground, I want to remember, and I don't always remember, and you can ask my wife, I want to remember that his mercies are new for me every morning. Because if I don't have enough mercy for myself, I'm not going to have enough mercy for my enemies. I'm not going to have enough mercy for the people who annoy me, who I even really enjoy, but they're just making me upset. His mercies are new every morning. And that's the struggle. We have to embrace that mercy. We have to invite that mercy. We're on this journey together towards life change. And that's why community is so important. It is, so it raises the question, if we are saved by faith, then why must we grow and do the work? Because it is work. It's not easy. Life change is not overnight. You can make that decision now, and you'll see life change in the future. But why must we work? If I'm saved by faith, Hunter, and I'm justified, then why must sanctification take place? I would submit to you this quote from John Piper. He once said, we are saved by faith alone, not by faith which remains alone. We are called out of our sin from the grave. We are called out of that and into gospel. We believe Since we believe the gospel, we are called out of our sin and into intimacy with God. Faith does not remain alone because obedience must take place. We must die to ourselves. It is through the continual renewal of our mind and the transformation of our hearts that life change is possible. And I might be getting ahead of myself, but life change is only possible in Jesus. Your life may look different, but you're still the same broken person if you're not embracing Christ. So, with that being said, let's jump into the Word of God. Um, we have a creed here at Temple, and if uh, you're not really sure where you are at in your faith journey, uh, you don't have to say this. This is just something we do as believers. Uh, this is a prayer and a reminder of what we believe about God. Um, I don't have my, I'll hold my phone up, I guess. Um, but if you will, please put your Bibles in the air and say this with me. The Bible is the Word of God. The truth of the Bible will change my life. Lord, open my heart and awaken my mind. Give me grace to respond. Change me for your glory and my joy. Amen. Uh, If you will, please turn to Matthew 16. It'll be in verses 24 to 25. Um, And I'm going to be bouncing around a little bit, so you can leave your Bibles open uh, there for right now. Um, But that's uh, where we're going to start out today. Uh, The important part is this context to this passage. Um, if you know your Bible as well and you're looking at it, um, uh, before this, before verses 24 and 25, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And it's pretty cool. Um, he's talking to his disciples and he's like, who do you say I am? And they say all these things. They're like, oh, you're, you're Doug Rife. Oh, you're, you know, you're this guy. You're that guy. And he's like, no. And he asks Peter. And Peter says, you're the son of God. And so he exalts Peter. And what's interesting is, like, a couple of verses later, Peter's like, Jesus is foretelling his death. And he looks at Peter and he says, get behind me, Satan. Um, which I just think, that's not where we're going to park today, but I think it's just an interesting concept of you can be exalted by God and you can disobey God within just two verses. Um, and so Matthew 16, 24 to 25 reads this. This is the word God. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You see, this is a key uh, passage when we come to understand the journey to life change. Because first, we must follow God, and that requires faith. 
verse 24 again says, if anyone would come after me, this is not everyone. Everyone's not going to come after him. The people in your family might not come after Christ the way you are. But there's an opportunity for everyone. He says, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And this idea of uh, taking up the cross is simply that we are commanded to follow him and lay everything on the altar that is not glorifying God and grow towards life change. And again, life change is found in Jesus and life change is only accomplishable through Jesus. And so as we walk in this tension of knowing God and loving God and growing towards life change, um, speaking for myself and my 21 years of experience in life and my high majesty and knowledge of it, um, which thank you, by the way, for telling the young guy to talk about sanctification. When you, this is a rabbit trail, I'm going to chase it. But whenever you came to me and you were like, I want you to talk about life change and sanctification, man, I was like, Why? Why? Me? And then the Lord broke my heart and humbled me, so you know, that's great. <laughs> but as we go through this journey and we have questions and we have doubts, um, today I want to examine some questions that I typically struggle with myself, and we will find an answer in Galatians chapter 2, 20. Um, and this, this, this beginning part of the verse is only a snippet. Um, we're going to kind of dive in and go line by line. Um, so if you know your Bible as well, and you're seeing that little dots, We'll get there. Hold on. Just stick with me. Um, but I, I really do believe that this verse has some key questions, answers some key questions to our struggles. Um, because here's the thing. We are going to struggle. Like, man, if you walk in here and you're not struggling, praise the Lord. Tomorrow is a new day. Right? Tomorrow is a new challenge. Um, and so as we go on this journey of faith together is pursuit of life change. Um, and so I want to look at our first question. first question is, when we faced with the question of how do I have courage to begin pursuing life change, I believe it is found in this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Courage does not come from myself. I can't muster up the courage to save myself. I can't do the works of saving myself. Courage to begin the passage of, pathway of life change only comes from Christ who lives in us and through us. This answers the question because Christ is our source of courage and he lives through us and he's with us on our journey of faith. And ultimately courage is found in the person and works of Jesus. That requires faith. That requires the faith that we talked about in Matthew 16. We first must follow God in faith. And in that, you might be asking yourself, how do I even begin? Here's the thing. You don't got to do much but believe and trust and follow him. Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 9 through 11. Verse 9 says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Don't lie to one another. Authentic community, I'm just saying. We are to put off the old practices and lay them at the altar of the Christ and pick up our cross daily in pursuit of him and bear our burdens with one another. Verse 10 and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on the unity of Christ, who lives in us, because he is the source of our courage. When days are hard, and you might go to your community group, and you might be told all these great things, and all these, they might remind you of all these verses, and you might not be moved in your heart. Look 
upon the face of Jesus, and he will shine his faithfulness on you, and he will motivate you, and he will give you the courage to persevere to the end. We must grow in our knowledge of our Creator. Um, I read a book for one of my uh, classes last semester, and I can't think of the name. I'm blanking on it. I have been blanking on it for a while, but it was fantastic. And in that, he... <laughs> Thanks. 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 And my professor wouldn't laugh about that, but okay. Um, it was so good. And uh, in the introduction, he talks about how we're commanded to love God with our heart, soul, and mind. And he really emphasized the fact that we were supposed to love God with our mind. We were supposed to honor him with the things that we think about and that we know about God. Science reveals the nature of God. All, God, all truth is God's truth. So we must know God's truth and grow in that. Um, Verse 11 says here, this is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. God is calling the nations to Christ, so we are to welcome everyone, no matter the past or current sin struggles. He just wants you to know him. No matter where you're from, this gospel is for you today. This is an opportunity for each one of us to take up courage in him because he welcomes everyone. He's not struggling. He's not like, oh, I've got to get the barbarians, oh, the Scythians, oh, the slaves, the free. No, he's got it all in his hands. He has enough courage for you today. So when you have no idea where to start, you don't even know how to begin this faith journey. You don't even know how to have courage. Remember, Christ lives in us and through us. The next question When we are faced with the question of how do I overcome my struggles to walk in life change? Again, I believe it's found in Galatians chapter 2, verses 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God. I don't live by faith in man or my abilities. I live by faith in the Son of God. This answers the question because we cannot save ourselves, as I previously mentioned. We are not God. It is only through faith in him that we can overcome our struggles to walk in life change. You walk with someone and you talk with someone about their beliefs, that's a Christian, and you talk about their struggles, that's how you it takes faith. It takes trust in him. It takes knowing that he is holding your hands and he is with you and he is for you. So, if we have faith in God... If I'm standing before you telling you that I have faith in God today, then why is it that when I step off the stage, I will continue back in my sin? Paul says in Romans 5, verse 7, For I do not understand my own actions. I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate. It is, natu- is our nat- natural inclination to do, the right, not to do the wrong thing because of sin. This makes over- overcoming sin quite hard because we're humans and we mess up. But the glory is, our story does not end there. Colossians five sixteen through 18 reads, But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit can lead us to freedom and life change. Trusting in Him, having faith, it's a daily action. 17, For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. This is that war we're talking about. It's a struggle. It's a fight. It's a daily thing that we have to remind ourselves that his mercies are new and he cares for us and he loves us because it is a fight. 
They're opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. He later recognizes that the reason why we don't want to do the things we want to do is because of the war. This is a battle for our hearts. And our flesh only wins if we let it win. When we take our eyes off of the Creator, that's when we become challenging. Verse 18 reads, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. We are not bound by law. We are freed by grace. Here's the thing. All of the Old Testament law is great and it's good and there was a reason in place for it. And here's the thing. We overcome the law by producing love. Love produces through us in the fruit. The next question you might be struggling with is when we're faced with the question of why should I keep pursuing life change? When you're in the down and you're in the depths and you have nowhere to go. You've been trying, you've been trying, you've been trying, and you just can't seem to overcome this sin. Why must I continue pursuing life change? Again, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This answers the question because he has made the ultimate sacrifice for us. He has displayed his love for us. The Father begot the Son so that he may display his love for us. And here's the thing. This isn't one of those things that we look at Scripture and we go, oh, wow, I suck. This is not manipulation by guilt for us to do the right thing. This is motivation by love. He loves us and our pursuit of him is worthy to grow in that. And that pursuit of him leads to life change. It is out of pure joy and enjoyment of him that we pursue and we constantly overcome our challenges. So why must you keep pursuing? Because he is worthy. Because he is glorified. He will glorify you. He will lift you up. And here's the thing. I heard Tim Keller say that it is fitting. It is fitting that we love God and follow him. It is not out of guilt or shame. It's not out of fear. But it is fitting that we love him and we live our lives for him in pursuit of him because that is motivated by love once again. It is out of a joy and an abundance, an overflow of acknowledgement of how great our Father is that we continue to pursue him. So when we're faced with trials and we're in community and we're just trying to keep doing it and his mercies are new but they don't feel new this morning, remember that it is through love. Grow in him, intimacy with the Father. Colossians 3, 1 through 2 read, Then if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. When life and the pressures keep pushing in, when you receive hard news, when you're in the waiting room, you don't know if your son's going to make it, set your mind on things that are above. And if you're struggling with sin, Don't take your mind from one worldly thing to the next. Take your mind from the worldly thing to the one who is worthy. And here's the thing. If the best the world has to offer is not enough, if only Jesus can satisfy the longings of the human heart, then life change is only possible through Jesus. Life change is only accessible through intimacy and knowledge of our Savior, you can find life change in Jesus if you just get to know him. And once you know God, you will surely love God. And you will be on your way to life change.
as the band makes their way forward, I would like to say this in closing. You are forgiven. You are accepted. You are redeemed by his grace. And we are in the Father's hands. Life change is only possible through Jesus. So let love abound in our hearts. Let love manifest up in our hearts and let us encourage each other running towards Christ. Let the fruit of the Spirit shine through you. Let life change. Be stories that we tell one another of encouragement. The wonderful thing is once we experience life change, we don't just hold it for ourselves. We don't take captive of it. We share it. Remember, Christ is calling the nations to himself. So life change is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus, man, I would love to talk to you. Man, I would love to just tell you my story. If you don't know Jesus, Pastor Lance and Pastor Doug will be down front. And if you'd like to enter a relationship with him, there will also be men and women in the prayer room in the back. If you just need prayer, you really need to talk to somebody. But life change can happen for you. It is not reserved. It is for all. Life change is possible. If you feel stuck today, trust me, I get it. I feel stuck every moment I recognize my sin. But then I remember that Christ is with us. Yet not I, but Christ through me. If you will pray with me. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for your grace. I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. And I praise you and I thank you for the love that you have shown us. Lord, thank you for the wonderful picture of baptism. Lord, thank you that life change is possible and found through you. Lord, move in our hearts. Stir us up to joy. Motivate us with love. In your name we pray. Amen.